Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the Unlimited Podcast. Uh, today on the call, we have Tremel Gooden. Uh, and so we're going to let him introduce himself. But right now on the call, you have Paul J., uh, one of the hosts who can follow me on Instagram at two underscores Paul J. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. It's Kennedy Smith. You can follow me on Instagram at Kennedy Smith. That's K-E-N-N-E-D-I-I-S-M-I-T-H-H. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your girl, The Real Amir J. You can follow me on Instagram at The Real Amir J. Uh, what's going on? My name is Tremel Gooden. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Tremel, T R E E M E L L. All right, so Tremel, uh, so tell the people what do you do? Uh, right now, I'm an aspiring professional athlete. And since I've graduated, I graduated spring 2020 from Morehouse College. Uh, since I've been graduating, I've just been working out, trying to get an opportunity to play on the next level, which is for most people the NFL. But sometimes you don't always get a straight shot. So I was presented with the opportunity to play in this fan control football league here in Atlanta, which is where I'm at right now. Okay, so uh, like he said, uh, sometimes you don't always get your shot, but sometimes you have to take another role to end up where you want to be. Uh, so there's a new league, uh, the Fan Control Football League, uh, which Tremel will be playing in. Uh, right now, and they are currently in a bubble for the league, and uh, I'm going to let Tremel tell you guys about uh, the Fan Control Football League. Uh, so tell the people what is it. You know, like what is the league? Uh, the league about? Uh, so it's it's not it's it's an indoor league. We'll be playing indoors, and basically, it's basically what it says. It's controlled by the fans, so the fans can go in. You sign up for what team you want to play, you want to be a part of, and I guess on a weekend, a week out basis, you get to pick. You get, like during the games and stuff, you get to pick the plays you want to see ran, like a video game aspect so the fans would be controlling really everything or mostly everything for the most part what made you want or like want to join the league uh i seen it as an opportunity it was presented to me by one of my old coaches at morehouse uh he presented it to me he was like you still want to play for i'm like yes so he gave me he presented it to me and i just ran with the opportunity is it weird allowing the fans to have basically control or like destiny over like if you gonna play or not? Uh, yeah, kinda because it's like it's it's new because usually it's the coach's idea and the coaches is with you every day in practice, mm -hmm. seeing what you can do and. You know, for the most, I mean, fans are not going to be there at practice with us. So, 
I mean, and then it's like fans across the world. So they're not going to be able to just, oh, pop up and press. Oh, well, he's he can do this. He can do that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, kind of it's kind of strange for me. But I mean, I'm pretty, pretty confident with my abilities and just make plays when I get the opportunity to. So do the league have any coaches? Uh, like, are there any coaches that's coaching the team? And if so, if the fans are the ones picking uh, the plays that's being ran, what what purpose do the coach serve? If there are, are any coaches, uh, still like any team, the coaches still install the plays. You know, like I mean, everyone has their own position coach, so it's still something you can learn from the coaches. But it's the fans are just basically picking the plays, I guess. So. You still can – the coaches are still here to help, you know, you learn the playbook and put you in position to be successful on the field. Are you, like, nervous or excited going into it? Like, what are your emotions? Nervous, no. Excited, very. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, this is going to be my first time actually playing, like, outside of working out, but actually playing since – my last game of the season, nervous. No, when you, you know, when you've been doing something your whole life and you put in the work and you know you put in the work, I don't really think there's nothing to be nervous about. Right. How many years have you been playing football for? Uh, I started when I was young because everyone starts playing Little League football. So I started there. I started. Stopped playing when I got to high school. So I only played two years. So when I was growing up, I played quarterback. But when I got to high school, I didn't play until my junior year, and I started playing receiver. So was four, six years playing receiver? It's six years. All right. So from uh, during your time at Morehouse, you played basketball and football, right? So well, most people who do play uh, two sports at the collegiate level, uh, it comes a time where they have to pick, you know, a sport. So what made you pick uh, football over picking basketball as a sport that you will want to pursue, you know, later on? I made a decision in high school. <laughs> so high school, I played basketball four years, all four years. Football, I didn't play until my junior year. My senior year, I broke my arm in a game, football game. And when I came back from break, I came back and played. I played two games when I came back. When I came back and played, there was no drop-off for me in football. But in basketball, it was like you got to be almost ambidextrous, be able to use both hands with dribbling, being able to do layups and all that kind of stuff. And I I just broke my forearm. So it was like I don't really want to use it for real. And it was like a huge skill drop-off from – after I came back and I broke my arm. So, I mean, I continue to work to be able to play both on the collegiate level, but there was really no drop-off from when I was playing, came back to play football and basketball. What What is one advice that you can give, you know, like any young kid that's, you know, trying to, you know, make it to another level and maybe they don't get their shot right now of, of playing in the league, right? Um, and unlike most people, uh, you know, I see people go and they probably, after school is done, they get their degree and they go do something else and they kind of lose that passion for their sport, right? So they don't go pursue it afterwards because maybe they think there's nothing there. So what advice can you give to someone who's still trying to pursue it, 
but they think there's no hope there in the moment uh, because maybe they come from a small school or um, maybe they wasn't, you know, highly recruited because like you said, you only play, you know, football for six years and your senior year wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. too, not too much playing with your arms. So, but you still continue to push, and, you know, be the where you at. So what, what advice can you give to any young kids out there or anybody who have a dream and want to still pursue it? So you're saying after, after college and you're not getting the looks that you want? Yeah. Okay. So um, it's actually a couple things. First, me personally, the working out part, everybody don't have the funds to be able to afford a trainer and all that kind of stuff. Because nowadays, it's rarely a lot of trainers that do everything. It's like everyone has their own positions. Some people only do field work. Some people only do weightlifting. Some people only do speed. So trying to find somebody that knows how to do all of that and still be able to afford it. Um, that's that's probably the hardest part. I mean, because anybody can go out to the field and work out by themselves, but but that um that other person that's like that's been doing it longer that may know more than you do and learning something from them that helps a lot and using social media. I'm not a big social media guy, but uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but Des Bryant, he was he hasn't been in the league for a while, and he used to uh, he posts a lot of a lot of him running routes and everything on social media all the time, and he eventually got a tryout. So I mean, use social media to the best of your ability, because I mean, you may not be one of those persons that like to record yourself doing a workout because you're so focused on what you're doing. Like that's how I am, but use social media to your advantage. And also having a, um, a great support group around you because coming from small division two school, not being seen a lot, it's, and especially, you know, like you actually putting in the work to actually know you can play on the next level. You got people telling you all the time, oh, you can play on the next level, you can do this, you can do that. And you're not even getting no kind of look, no tryout, nothing like that. It can, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna mess with you emotionally, but having a strong support group around you and just keep grinding and praying, knowing that eventually you're gonna get your shot. Going back to like your injury, how did you deal with that or overcome, I guess, any ob- obstacles that came with your injury and getting back into doing what you were doing? So I got injured my senior year in high school. This is my second year playing high school football. I broke my arm the third game of the season, and it was tough. Yeah. Um, because at the time I was 17, I had no offers in football, basketball. And by that time I was, I was, I was playing football. I was going to play basketball and I was going to run track. So by the, I had no offers, nothing in football or basketball with a broken arm. I, I think one doctor told me that, uh, I don't think I'm going to make it back by the end of the season. But I mean, it's it's 
it, it messes you emotionally. So like I always say, your support group around you is, is big. My family and friends, they, you know, kept me up when I was down in my lowest. So just having them around when I needed them the most, and they was always there. And then by the time I got in my cast, I was like, well, I mean, it's no need to stop. I'm going to get out of the cast eventually, and I might be able to make it by the end of the season. So I just did what I could, kept running, footwork, tried to stay in shape. So would you say it was like your friends and family that really kept pushing you and kept you going? They played their part, but at the end of the day, I realized, like, can't nobody else make me do it. Like, can't nobody else want it more for me than I want it for myself. And I wanted it bad, so I did what I could. How did COVID affect, like, your decision with playing football? Like, because, you know, you're a grad during this pandemic. And a lot of people that graduated during the pandemic had to make a lot of tough decisions on what they wanted to do with their career, and especially athletes, because this was a year where it's like, you can't, like, there is no normal now. There's a new normal. So did you ever get discouraged with your decision to keep pushing to do football, or did you start looking to fall back on what you just had got your degree for? Um, I, I don't think, I, I never got discouraged during the whole COVID process. It made things harder for sure because I was going to probably have to take the, have some, join other people's pro days and probably try and get a workout from a team or anywhere to try and play. But I mean, it made it, it, it for sure made it harder, but I never got discouraged because I mean, just another obstacle. Everybody goes through obstacles, you know, it's more than just, dealing with football, you know, it's more to it than just football. It can transfer to life. So, I mean, it made it harder, but I just kept pushing and kept my faith. Yeah. Right. So, question, right? So, uh, with this league, uh, unlike most professional leagues, you know, uh, people seek agents to kind of, you know, help them get in the league or maybe fill out the contract. Is that the same thing in this league where you kind of do everything on your own? Um, I don't know about the other players because I don't know any of them personally. Me right now, I'm I don't officially like I haven't officially signed with an agent. So I'm pretty sure I mean I'm pretty sure other people, some other people have agents because I don't know, I don't think I'm I don't think I think I think it's more like people coming from like that's probably had opportunities to play for the league or played in other leagues or something like that. So they probably have agents, but I don't, me personally, I don't have an official agent. All right. So uh, uh, last, last episode, we talked about, you know, uh, agents and especially black women. Right. So would you uh, say like, uh, and, and they asked me this question, so I'm going to put you on a hot seat. Would you, if, if, if a black woman who is a certified agent, she come to you uh, and then you have an, like a, probably like a, another agent, right? Uh, maybe a guy. Uh, would you go with a black woman agent? Like, would you go with a, let's say with a woman agent? If I felt she was best, if she had her best interest for me was better than the other guy, yeah. I don't think a person's gender or race should affect how people look at their ability. 
for sure. But do you think, okay, so this is the, the big controversy behind like the whole black woman being ageist thing. Do you think that, you know, cause in most instances we have seen, you know, we can pull up instances where black women have shown like working as an agent, they can have your best interest at heart. Last week we talked about how agent Nicole Lynn, you know, put the rose on the chair during the draft to represent um, her client's uh, mother who passed away. Um, and you usually don't see stuff like that from, you know, these male agents um, that usually have a lot of clients. Like, so do you think that if it's a woman agent that's just starting off, that's black um, versus probably a guy who may have a little more time under his belt? Do you think that you're going to pick that over the woman just because you feel uh, maybe discouraged that she's not going to be able to have the connections that push you to that next level? Um, like I said before, I, it's, 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 I feel like have me personally, I, don't, I never had an official agent. So I feel like an agent will be like a part of your family for real. Like there has to be somebody you can like, really be able to talk to about stuff they don't know and they be able to go get the information that you need. I mean, most black women will probably be overlooked as an agent because it's a, it's the same, you know, women are more emotional than men kind of thing. But I feel like that shouldn't matter. You should really look at people for their ability and not, you know, what they are or like their race or their gender because there are women out here that are better at some jobs than men are. And that's just what it is. That is very true. Do you think, I wanna actually, I wanna ask this question. This is like, like just to see, do you know how many female African-American agents there are currently? No, I do not. You wanna take a guess? Um, can I get a hint? <laughs> <laughs> Just guess, like how many certified, um, oh, certified, okay, certified black female NFL. I will narrow it down. You no know, NFL agents. Do you think there are that are black women? There are about eight hundred total agents. So out of the eight hundred, how many do you think are black? Women? Think are black women that actually have clients. No, you just have to be, a, I'm just saying, how many do you think are certified agents that are black women? Uh, out of 800, 75. Not even close. It's less? Yes. As of 2015, there were three black women that were certified agents that is now 2021 and there are only approximately, I believe, six. Wow. Crazy, right? It is crazy. But no, but no, another question, like we we haven't even asked this, right? Like what team out of the four do you play for? As of right now, I don't know yet because we're we're in the quarantine part of the process. Yeah. So we haven't even done training camp or nothing like that. I think we find out after training camp. Okay. So on uh, on most of the promotions uh, that they've been promoting, uh, they have like like the head person, right? In the uh, like, you already know what I'm probably about to say. The head person that they've been promoting is Johnny Manziel, right? Is that he's playing yeah. in the league and he's playing on the team? Do you think that he's actually playing, or do you think it's for promotional purposes? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I honestly can't answer that. I really don't know. I mean, if he plays, I mean, if he still wants to play football, it's an opportunity for him to still be seen. I mean, if it's just for promotion, they're doing a great job. <laughs> but I mean, if I I believe he's gonna play though. Yeah. And the reason I ask that because most leagues, uh, like you know, before they had the XFL and other leagues like that, and they would ask, like they would ask people who, you know, uh was either in the league before and they're probably not in the league now for uh, multiple reasons, right? And I remember Kaepernick, they tried to get Kaepernick to play in the XFL and he would not, you know, take it. You know, some people was like, yo, if he wanted to still play football, that was his shot to kind of maybe, you know, show the NFL he could still play, right? He asked um, for like 10 mil. Yeah, yeah, he wanted, he wanted some money. <laughs> he wanted some money and they was like, we're not giving you like, XFL players wasn't getting paid that much, so they're not about to give you 10 mil, Kaepernick. But hey, I think it's better uh, than clocking in a nine to five. I take that little check over a nine to five. No, and that's and and that's how some people um like look at it or you know don't look at it. Uh, for most leagues, it's like if like one of the biggest things you talked about before was opportunity, right? Sometimes you know you have to do something to go, to get to where you want to be, and some people they don't take opportunities because to them it's not what they wanted in that moment. And sometimes, you know, as you said, you're not going to get what you want in that moment. It's going to be a bunch of things that's happening. If you can take a small opportunity to lead to a big moment, like sometimes you're going to, you're going to take those small opportunities, but people don't do that. And that's why, um, you know, right now, you know, some people are not playing uh, because they didn't have the shot, but you are getting another chance to play, right? Still, still be working out, show what you got to lead to, you know, a bigger moment. So, I, uh, you know, last question, then you know, pretty much to close it out. Like, if uh, with this opportunity that you're being, you know, um, presented, what is like, uh, what do you hope to gain from the opportunity? Right? Uh, if it's one thing that you hope to achieve, um, you know, like you said, maybe it's to get to the league, or maybe right now, you know. Is to play and maybe elevate from where you at within the league. What is what it like? Where do you want to see this opportunity take off to? Me personally, um, I I came into it and I, you know, I've set myself goals as far as being in this league. Um, shorter goals, as in, I mean, of course, to get better every day, learn what I can learn from all these guys. Because me personally, I feel like you learn something from everybody. No matter who it, who they are and where they come from, you know everybody has something to offer as a human being and as a person. And I mean, of course, my biggest goal is to get to the league and show that I'm one of the best ever. And y'all overlooked me. I don't work. I don't. I don't try. I don't do this to be like an average person. Oh, I'm, it's 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 not about the money for me. I really want to show people that, you know, I was built for this. <laughs> I always tell people like some people are, some people want to be a professional athlete and some people are professional athletes. I feel like I am professional athlete. I could have probably, I could have, I could have went to the NBA if I wanted to, but I didn't out of college, fresh out of college, but that wasn't my dreams and goals. So I didn't pursue it. So nicely said, nicely said. All right. I said, thank you. You know, uh, no problem, man. You know, probably hit me up after the season. I can do another one. 
Uh, most certainly, most certainly. I said, uh, and then, yeah, definitely, we can definitely talk about, you know, the progression then, uh, and we can talk more about the season uh, because hopefully, you know, by then we'll know, uh, you know, more of the season and, and hopefully more people will know about, you know, fan control football. Uh, 